Shalom, everybody. This class has been sponsored anonymously in memory of all those who've been killed in the past week, Al-Kiddush Hashem, and all those who are sick and wounded and injured and emotionally sick and traumatized. May all of them, in this chut of Rabbi Nachman bin Fagan, all the Chut Sadiqim, and the Gedush of Eretz Yisrael have a complete refreshment. Just some insights in the Parsha of the week, Parshat Bereshit, that could not go unnoticed. A very deep uh, Rashi, Rashi quotes a Gemara from Chulin. On the fourth day of creation, that Hashem created the lights, it says at first, the big lights in plural, and then the verse goes on to, the verses go on to say on the fourth day, the great light to rule over the day and the smaller light to rule over the night. The, so Rashi asked the question, what is second? You just started the fourth day on the creation of the lights. You said the me'orot agdolim in plural, the big lights. And then you say the big light during the day and the smaller light during the night, which is the sun and the moon. What's going on? So Rashi brings this Gemara from Chulim. The moon complained to Hashem. The moon asked Hashem, is it possible that two kings can use the same crown? How could two kings use the same crown? One crown, two kings using the same. The king, the sun is a king, and the moon is like sovereignty over the night. Well, it's not yet the night. It was both. They were both being used day and night together consistently until Hashem told the moon, "You're right." Hashem said to the moon, you're right, so go and diminish yourself, make yourself smaller. That was Hashem's command. The moon said, because I said something which made sense, I get punished. So Hashem said, okay, I'll console you. I will give you stars to console you. She was not consoled. She was not consoled. Uh, the Jewish people will count the, their, their holidays and festivals based on the lunar cycle as opposed to the solar cycle. She was not consoled. Hashem said several, several things. Tzadikim will be called after you, Shmuel HaKatan, David HaKatan. The moon was not consoled. And then Hashem said, okay, the Jews will have to give for me a sin offering. The Jews, every Rosh Chodesh, bring a sin offering. It's called Chatat Lashem, a sin offering for Hashem. And Rashi brings down on the Parsha and Parsha Pinchas, we are bringing... A, a, an offering to atone for Hashem's, so to speak, kivyachol sin offering, sin, a sin offering for a sin that he diminished the moon. So Rav Nosson shows and explains that the deepest, deepest secrets of the Torah and creation are hidden in this discourse, in this little Gemara here. What we'd like to just tap into a few points. Number one, the moon, if she didn't ask anything, she would have stayed the same size, logically, right? The whole reason why the, the diminishment took place is because the moon asked. The moon asked a logical, rational question. Could it be that two kings can use the same crown? Hashem said, you're right. Now, what, ha what would happen if the moon did not ask anything? So, most probably, Mistama, it would have continued staying that way. Rabbi Nachman teaches in Lesson 24, the whole idea of the Keter, in the Kabbalah, Keter corresponds to the gateway to the infinite light. The highest, highest 
possible level of connection to Hashem, higher than any level of the Torah, where in that area you don't ask questions. He says, Rabbi Nachman, there in lesson 24, that it's only with emuna that you can come to the getter. Whereas in the four basic levels of the Torah, Pshat, Rem, is Drash, Sod, you must ask questions. You should ask questions. That's how Torah works. You ask questions. Shakla vitarya. There's now give and take, a discussion. There's you, a stupid person just reads. Okay, fine and dandy. But a smart person has questions. You can or have the questions, put them on the side, wait for them to be answered. Or no, I'm not going on until they get answered. But in any event, there's always questions in the four levels of the Torah. But the realm of the get there, no questions. She was punished because she asked a question. It's a good question. And Rabbi Nachman explains the Keter is beyond rationale. He says that when a person's Chokhmah bin Adat reached the Keter, they can't go through. They're bounced back. And the bouncing back causes a mumbling of the mind, creating what's called nine chambers. Three times three, the Chokhmah bin Adat, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, become mumbled, intertwined, so that creates a multiplication of the three. So it's three times three, called causing nine. And it's to show a person that to advance, there's no sechel here. There's no intellect. You need pushed back. And it's like someone who's, who the rug was just pulled from under his feet and he cracked, crashes, and he has no idea what, what is in him. That's the rationale of the Keter. So the moon showed that she wasn't ready for that level. She asked. She asked the question. Hashem says, you're a good question. And there's no, he, he said, he tried to console her, no consolation. He said, okay, I did a sin offering. Hashem, why don't you just restore it to me back? No. Because for the Keter mentality, it requires no questions. If she would have not asked the question, the moon would have not been diminished. Okay? Something more powerful of Nassim says, unbelievable. He says that the moon was diminished and it's Hashem's doing. And Hashem also regrets he says, I, they should bring a sin offering for me. He said something very powerful based on the Kutimoran part 2, lesson 1. And Rav Nussan's prayer on lesson 1, part 2, where he explains the lesson, the Kutimoran part, uh, part 2, lesson 1. He says that the, the Jewish people are compared to the moon. The waxing of the moon, which represents inconsistency, inconsistency in life. That things are not just okay. Everything is one plus one. Everything is just advancing. And it's like a computer. Life is not like a computer in a structurized, robotic way of thinking. We as human beings have ups and downs which parallel the moon. Rav Nussan says, he explains, that our ups and downs in life come from the diminishment of the moon. Which means, and this is scary to say, but Rav Nussan writes it down, that our ups and downs in life which are the root for our falling off, for our sinning, for our blemishing, for our doing bad things, because we're ups and downs. We don't know how to handle them. Every Jew goes through ups and downs. Every person goes through ups and downs. And we justify our falling into addictions and ta'avot and lusts and sinful actions and everything and wrong way of thinking because we're not stable. We admit that we're not 100%. We have so many ups and downs and they're so hard to deal with. And it comes from the diminishing of the moon. So Nelson writes, that Hashem, it's your doing. It's crazy to say this, but he says it. Hashem, that I sin, is your doing. He says, Rav Nosen, this is why, Rav Nachman says this lesson, that lesson there, that this is our opening on Rosh Hashanah for hope. On the day of judgment, when we look at ourselves, we don't 
stand a chance. If Hashem were to be exactly meticulous upon us on every single detail, we'd be finished. What keeps us around is that Rosh Hashanah is both the beginning of the cycle of the sun and the moon. And because it's also Rosh Chodesh, not just Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Chodesh, even Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah, has that Rosh Chodesh standard 12-month, right? Every monthly korban of the sin offering, Chatat Lashem, even on Rosh Hashanah, which is also Rosh Chodesh, which means, on one hand, it's the day we're being judged, that's the Rosh Hashanah offerings, and the day of Rosh Hashanah, and the shofar, etc. But it's also Rosh Chodesh. And it's, we're offering a sin offering for Hashem because He is asking for forgiveness, atonement, that He diminished the moon. And from the diminishment of the moon comes our sins. So in a sense, Hashem, we have an opening. On one hand, you judge us according to our, de our deeds. We don't stand a chance. Our opening is that it's also Rosh Chodesh on Rosh Hashanah. And you yourself, Hashem, are asking for an atonement because you diminish the moon, which is where our ups and downs come from, which is how we sin. So therefore, we have an opening to talk to Hashem. We have an opening to ask to help us. Because Hashem, I'm only human being. I'm flesh and blood. I have ups and downs paralleling the moon, which is waning. Like the Jewish people are called like the moon. We're named after the moon in a sense, okay? So because of that, we have an opening. So it's it's a, it's not stum, but it it fits in the makeup of the creation that the moon had to ask that question and have the diminishment. And Hashem keeping that way and he taking the blame upon himself, it's a sin offering for me. Why all this? To give an opening for the Jewish people. A third insight, Rabbi Nachman says in many lessons, many places, especially, especially Likutei Moran, lesson number six, that the sun and the moon are compared to the tzaddik and the talmid. Pnei Moshe kifnei chama, pnei Yoshua kipne levana. Oy leota busha, oy leota chlima. The Gemara says, the face of Moshe, the light emanating from his face was like the light of the sun. And the light of Joshua, his righteous 100%, uh, what's the word in English? Dedicated student is compared to the moon. And still the Gemara says, woe to that embarrassment that Yeshua has before you, his, his teacher, his Rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu. But the point is, the Gemara, and the Midrash also, compares Moshe to the sun, this, the, the Rebbe, the Tzaddik, to the sun, and the student, Yeshua, the Talmud, to the moon. Okay? There's two, by the way, there's two terms to the sun, two terms to the moon. We have Chama and Shemesh, and Levana and Yareach. Okay? Chama and Levana is when the sun is at full force, and the moon is at full force, when it's a full moon. And Shemesh is when we're trying to explain the role of the moon to serve. Shamash, it's serving the creation by bright, shining light. If there was no sun, you, it would be just pitch darkness in this world. You wouldn't be able to say anything. So it's Shamash, and the, 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 called the Yareach, the moon is called Yareach when it's diminished, when it's small. When it's not a full moon, half a moon, third, a little bit, it's called Yareach, which is a, a term for a pigima, a blemishment, okay? So now, it says here that the sun is the tzaddik, and the student is the idea of the moon. At the beginning of the creation already, the concept of a tzaddik and a talmid was already initiated on the fourth day of creation with the creation of the sun and the moon as the representation to a tzaddik and a talmid. But the whole rectification of the universe 
of the world is dependent on that Rebbe and Talmud association. If it wasn't for Yehoshua, there would be no continuation of Moshe Rabbeinu's work of the Jewish people to get them out of Egypt, to bring them to Holy Land, and to, and to have them settled, and the continuation. If there was no Yehoshua, there would be nothing. If you want to go on, if there was no Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Elazar, the son and student of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, we would not have till today an exposure to tap into the depths of the Torah, which are a soothing connection to the Torah that gives meaning and hope, no matter what a person can go through, that's the idea of the secrets of the Kabbalah. And Arizal went further into the Kabbalah, bringing it down more and more. If it wasn't for his student, Rav Yitzchak, um, Rav Yitzchak uh, sorry, Rav Chaim Vital, the student of the Arizal, Rav Yitzchak was the Arizal, sorry. So there'd be no Kabbalah also, which would help people tap into the depths of the Torah, to give them a soothing connection to the Torah, no matter what we're going through in exile. And also, Rabbi Nachman said to Rav Nosin, Du bist meine Yehoshua. You are my Yehoshua. He, he said, you're like my Yehoshua. Moshe Rabbein Yehoshua, you're my student. And we know today, Rabbi Nachman said, if it wasn't for Rav Nosin, not even a page of Rabbi Nachman's teachings, not even a page of Geniza would have been left from Breslau. It would be just some like outdated, archaic, Hasidic movement from the Eastern Ukraine in the 1800s and just disappeared off the map. The reason why it's continuing today, full force, like crazy, like never before, is thanks to Rav Nosin, okay? And the idea of the sun and the moon, the initiation of creation, was meant to show that there should be a proper relationship between Rebbe and Talmud. There was a blemish already from the beginning of creation in that the student asked the sun, how could two use the same crown? Here there's no rationale. It was supposed to, it was expected of the moon to have full emuna. No questions. This is what Hashem wants. It doesn't make sense. That's my, I'm not going to ask anything. The whole world has to get back to that scenario that the sun and the moon will be equal. But even then, it says, it says the verse says, and this, the light of the sun will become like this, the light of the moon will become like the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be seven times of what it is, seven times more. So this, the sun will always now be on top, but the goal is to get the light of the moon to equal the light of the sun. And that's the idea of Talmidim having full emuna without sechel, just emuna in the tzaddikim. And believe it or not, this is the secret to rectifying the creation. <laughs> it sounds pretty heavy, but that's what Munasan explains. So in short, the, the Keter is a domain where no questions are asked. You just have to go through and accept of Emuna. If not, then you, you're not ready for it. You get bounced back. And on one hand, it's a benefit that there is a setback to the moon because that's where there's room for our sins and our blemishes and our setbacks to take place from the diminishing of the moon. So we have an opening to always ask Hashem to help us. Because we can say, but you're, you Hashem, you're the one who is responsible. You're responsible. It's crazy to say it, but you'll see Rav language in his prayer. He says it clearly. And also third, the goal of the Rebbe and the Talmud is the key for the bringing Mashiach, which also explains how Rav Nosin, as a Talmud, trying to bring Rabbi Nachman's fire out. And he said, Rabbi Nachman said, my fire will burn until Mashiach comes. And Rav Nosin was determined to, to make that fire to shine. Make, no, it's no wonder Rav Nosin suffered unbelievable persecution and opposition, worse than anything you can imagine. And he passed through the, all that he went through because he wanted to spread Rabbi Nachman's light. We should be zochet to have the, the light and the moon shine in our lifetime and see the coming Mashiach. Amen. Amen.